0: All right. Well, um, let's call the meeting to order for the Special Offfall Tax Advisory Committee at 832
1: at 916. Kurt, are you all ready? Yeah, we're we'll
0: okay. We're called, our, uh, before, we, before we jump into the agenda items, um, it might be helpful that, uh, for everybody introduce themselves, we have Brandon is gonna be our new liaison to this this advisory board. Um, we're letting Casey move on to, to as they reallocate their roles and responsibilities. So, so this will be Casey's last meeting and, and I'm lucky to have Brandon join us. So maybe give Brandon a, a minute and then maybe all the board members uh, have an opportunity to just introduce themselves um, and just a short snippet about themselves or something. Yeah, thank you. Um,
2: so I'm Brandon McGuire. Uh, good morning, everybody. It's good to be with you. Um, a few of you I think I've interacted with before and a couple more I'll look forward to getting to know you as we work together. Um, I'm an assistant city manager. I have been with the organization for a little bit over eight years now. Um, was actually born and raised in Lawrence, so a very long-time uh, resident of Lawrence. Um, and the last several years I've been working with our um, uh, police department, uh, Lawrence Douglas County Fire Medical, Parks and Rec, Parking and Transit, um, but I've worked with uh, more or less all of our departments um, in some capacity uh during my time here um, as either a liaison out of the city manager's office or working on different projects with um, those department directors and their and their staff so uh, I have a good feel for um, a lot of the work that's going on um with uh with this board and um with some of the funding sources that this board oversees um and, uh, have actually worked quite a bit with Danny and her her team um, members as well um, in in um, working on developing our uh, housing initiatives uh, department. And so, uh, looking forward to working with the board going forward. And um, I'm available. I think you all have my contact information available anytime if you need any help from me.
0: Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, Mandy, Dorothy, Dan, do you guys want to start here?
3: I'll go. I'm Mandy uh, Enfield. I work at the United Way, and I've been in Lawrence since 99.
1: I'm Dorothy. Um, I'm mostly retired. I teach uh, stained glass at the art center and in my studio, and I have lived here since 1990.
4: Uh, and my name is Daniel B. Smith. I've lived in Lawrence since I was a little kid. I, I originally joined this board when I was working at the United Way as the uh, the development and, and marketing person. Um, and now I work over at the health department. I'm
0: Chris Cohart, uh, local accountant. And I got on this board, um, I think it's four years now, maybe. I don't know. I got just re-upped for another <clears throat> another. Uh, session of this, so been in Lawrence since 1998, and really, really like uh, participating in these boards. I think they're valuable and can be incredibly effective and in, uh, of, of helping move move the community forward. For sure, I think that's all the board members here, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, i noticed that we didn't before we get into the first agenda item i noticed that we didn't have the approval of the prior meeting minutes do we have do we not have those available to to approve or we need to add that to an agenda to have those approved
2: uh, this is brandon mcguire um i i'm not exactly sure uh what happened but we did not have minutes ready um, when we posted the agenda um, so I will follow up on that and make sure it's ready for the next meeting. So I apologize about that. Uh, the video recording is still available online. And so anybody with um, you know who wants to go back and view that uh, meeting be- between now and the next meeting of the board um, can certainly do that, but we'll make sure those are on the next meeting for approval of the board.
0: Okay, appreciate that. So first agenda item uh, that we have, we're just kind of an update on the fiscal year 2022 budget and also you know kind of where where we fell on the 2023 budget, specifically kind of how that how, how it's affecting this board and whether there is recommendations that we'll be making to the city commission in the, in the upcoming uh, fiscal year.
2: So again, this is uh, assistant city manager, Brandon McGuire, um, and, and I invited uh, Danny Walters um, and uh, a couple of her te- team members, Cicely Thornton and I'm not sure if Jen Mosley is on yet um, or if she's gonna be joining us, but at least Danny and, and Cicely are with us. Um, and that, as you know, is uh, the team uh, that is uh, making use of the uh, this one third of the special alcohol funds um, and uh, working on some of our strategic goals related to um, development of capacity in our homelessness response system. Um, and so I know that the 2022 budget um, included a an $800,000 allocation um, to the homeless initiatives or the housing initiatives team. Um, and I've asked Danny to kind of be prepared to give a brief update on the status of that funding for the year. And then uh, also the 2023 budget, which was just adopted by the city commission, uh, includes And Danny, correct me if I'm wrong, but an an additional eight hundred thousand dollars for the programs that we're working on developing within the homeless initiatives or the housing initiatives team. And so, Danny, um,
5: correct?
2: Yeah. So, Danny, if if you're prepared, uh, maybe go ahead and uh, walk the board members through um, kind of a status update of the 2022 budget and a little discussion about 2023. And I believe you're set up to be able to share your screen if you need to do that.
5: Okay, great. Um, hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Danny Walters. And like Brandon said, I am the uh, Housing Initiatives Division Manager. Um, Cicely from our homeless programs team is here as well, and I don't know if Jen was going to be able to to join or not. Um, we've got quite a bit going on in the community right now with some uh, some things that we're responding to, so um, she may or may not be able to to join us. But um, I, if I, I'm going to share my screen and I just put together a a real quick overview of. The 2022 funding, and I can say that for 2023, it's not exactly um, mapped out yet. Like like 2022 is at this point. Um, we are we are still working with the um, the KU needs assessment, and and working uh you know on some different on some different projects. So uh, that will be forthcoming. But my my assumption is that it will look very similar to to what we have for this year. So I'll go ahead and share my screen here. And I assume everybody can see this okay?
2: Yeah, we can see that.
5: Perfect, okay. Um, This is just for the uh, the special alcohol fund with the 800,000. This shows that we had um, 17,152 that went to the care center. And that was for the safe bar training, which has um, has been a, a staple from this and will we'll continue to going forward. Um, Burton Nash Community Mental Health Center for their homeless services, the Lawrence Community Shelter. Um, we are working on a final agreement for their second half of the funding currently, and that's included in there. And then uh, we had also at the beginning of the year, set aside um, funding for winter emergency shelter, which the city will be administering again this year. And then um, as some of you may know, we have been uh, working with uh, trying to uh, um, work with the camping situation that's, that's happening in our parks and in the downtown area. And this um, camp project line item is uh, going towards that, that temporary um, camping solution that we're looking at. Um, we are looking at longer term uh, solutions for that. However, um, this is is kind of what we're looking at now. And then as you can see, there is still a remaining amount that, um, that we are looking at based on... Um, the assessment of needs that that KU did and then also our strategic plan. And so um, that information will be forthcoming. And I'm happy to answer any questions about about any of these. And Cicely is here also to speak about anything that our that our homeless programs division is working on.
0: This is Chris Govart chair. Um, and we've kind of gone around and around about uh, Pre this meeting about just the, the allocation to city funds and and I understand the city has that has that right to do that they don't don't have to listen to the advisory committee. Um, but one thing I for the winter shelter and the camp project um, funding in ordinance 33, it does speak very specifically about this one third allocation that has to be the special alcohol and drug programs um, that you know, the, what the Kansas statute requires, and then, you know, obviously, we as a city as have exempted ourselves from that, um, but put in language that we, that we are supposed to follow. How do those two particular programs um, speak to the, the items that we do say that can, can be utilized for that one-third funding um, relating to special alcohol and drug programs?
5: Um, I, I think that there has been direct correlations that have been made between alcohol and drug use and addiction and being homeless and not having a stable environment to be in. So these are these are both are both speaking to that that on the street portion. And, and and what they're what they're able to do is to be able to a not only take care of the community but also give them a venue to be linked to services that that directly work with with some of these these behaviors so we're caught, Friend, I don't know if you have anything to add to that so will there be
1: there will be uh people there that are trying to, To work with them to in the camps to work with them to try to get them services to help their to get rid of their addiction is what we'd like.
5: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. That's that is that is one of the uh, the the main benefits of, of being able to do this type of project is that we are able to assist the case managers that are working with with this population that that have these these situations in their life going on that they know where to find them that they know that they can go speak to them and then also um, our staff has been doing a lot of work working with those that are camping and getting them connected to those proper services so um we're we're working on keeping a by name list and and really knowing who that population is. So it's not just a tent. We actually know who these folks are and what their stories are, and it's that is helping to facilitate connecting them to services. But are we helping to fund those those groups that are
1: working with them? Or
5: oh, there is some funding involved in that from us. Yes, there's there's multiple funding because it's multiple agencies that we're working with. Could
3: we, we know who the who they are and the the amount of funding?
5: Well, the Burton National Homeless Outreach Team, mm-hmm. which, which we're funding, is, is part of those. The um, you know sometimes it's it's as simple as it's some of the agencies that are local that have already been working with that person. But um, they're not they're not receiving funds from the city, are they? Well, sometimes it's the shelter that's, the, that's going so out. They, Shelter
3: and Burt Nash, but not like DECA or any drug treatment programs.
5: Those those are typically the referral after the mm-hmm. case managers are are seeing them and the outreach teams are seeing them.
3: So, so I, like Chris said, I know that the these the ordinance um, has loopholes and there's no like real um, clear guidance on these funds, but it is really the language is really heavy on prevention. Um and uh, the the money is to be used for prevention or treatment. it that's that's pretty clearly stated in the ordinance as the intention, um, and it's heavy on the prevention side. So I think that, um, as this board, I would, I would advise that the funds be used for prevention or treatment versus direct like homelessness that w- that's more of an indirect, route to drug abuse treatment and prevention um so i i spent some time on the ordinances last week and i can't remember everything but um i i think that i would like to say as a board member i'd want that on the record
0: this is chris gohart chair i yeah i would agree i think it it, it definitely speaks to preventing and intervening on, on drug and alcohol abuse um but there is kind of as we as most <laughs> Uh, ordinance already have a catch all, so that that two G kind of allows a pretty broad usage of it. Um, but I, I agree. I think the the core of what we're trying to accomplish with that one third funding from the state is is truly inter, intervention and prevention uh, of drug and alcohol abuse. So I, I'd like to make sure that in in future applications and uses, for sure that that's a pretty important. That's a pretty big piece of the pie. Of I mean, when they're doing the applications or so where we're determining who's getting funding how are they actually, uh, how are they accomplishing that goal with the spending that we're, that we're authorizing? And in a direct manner, just like Mandy said, not necessarily in direct manner.
4: Hi, Daniel, this is, okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, I'll just go really quickly. Daniel, Daniel B. Smith, um, I kinda wanna echo uh, Mandy Mandy's sentiment. Um, I definitely, well, first of all, I, in these meetings, I always say that, you know, the, the, the programs that are being funded here, I wholeheartedly think that they are important to the community and, you know, do agree that they're connected to, um, you know, uh, drug and alcohol usage in in some manner, but I also feel like anybody who's worked in social services for for a while um, begins to, you know, knows right off the top of their their head that um, a lot of these different things are connected. So, you know, if we're talking about drugs and alcohol, you can very easily connect that to housing or employment. Poverty in general, and it's really easy to make those connections and, and justify things, but um, I definitely agree that the prevention and treatment seems more specifically mentioned um, and to me, I, I agree that I, I would I would advise I would generally advise that the funds we should be should be used, you know, it's more like spirit of the law versus letter to law. I feel like the funds should be used in in that way even though I think these other programs are also worth funding um, potentially through other means um, but I would like to just reground this conversation and the fact that um, you know the the uh, input that we're having right now or, or you know us saying that that we would advise the funds be used in that way is a little bit is a little bit wonky because ordinarily we, we would be providing that input, uh, prior to the allocation of funding as opposed to after the fact. So we're now like after doing like post mortem uh ad- input which is which is backwards. And so in addition to our specific opinions about how the funding has been used and, and, and what we advise, I'd like to also just comment on the the nature of 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 us giving our input and how that is that has been um, you know, sort of flipped and which is something we've talked about in multiple of these meetings, but just can't help but, but point out the fact that, that we are talking about the, our, our advice for the funds, um, which have already been allocated, which which is in itself
0: worth, worth talking about.
3: I appreciate that, Dan.
0: This is Chris Covert, Chair. I, I agree. I think that part of what I I was thinking is you know, as as we move forward, one of the suggestions for us is those applications, those that how we're making the determination of who's being funded moving forward, there's a clear direct path towards prevention and intervention of drug and alcohol abuse. And I think direct is pretty vital. So um, know, we're just an advisory committee, so we we can only advise. (laughs) But that that's for sure what like dan said i think the spirit of of the allocation from the state for the, these these funding source this
4: funding source DLB smith and, and you know as far as you know how this this group operates um you know if if it is important for the city to get this funding allocated earlier um i think all of us would be more than amenable to you know do special sessions uh change the calendar up and make sure that things are are ordered in a way that you know our input is not holding up the city's ability to to uh move quickly or or get things on the schedule as needed um just wanted to throw out that i think all of us are are, are flexible and uh eager to accommodate whatever schedule the city needs as far as making sure that process is doesn't get uh, held up um based on our input Chris Garth
0: this is chair i i agree so we, we let's talk more about that in the next agenda item. Um, and if anybody has any other questions about the 2022 usage or or how that's going to be allocated um, further, um, let's, let's do that. Otherwise, let's move on to what what it looks like for fiscal twenty fiscal year 2023. But leave 2022 open for now. I I do have one about the remaining 150 thousand. Is that?
3: I'll wait that till t- 2023. That, um,
0: yeah, we're good. Okay. The, the addition the, the remaining budget of 150,000 is that something that the city has intent has has a plan for utilization in the current year with the last five months or is that something that there's an intention to carry that forward into the 2023
3: budget?
5: Um, this is Danny Walters uh, it, it is likely that uh, we will we will be looking at some type of RFP for it. Um, but my my thought is that it, it there's a good possibility that it could move forward to to 2023, um, just because of the time we're at in the year right now. So,
0: anybody else have any anything further on 2022? Is Chris Gourch chair.
3: Not, nothing more than just repeating what we've said for the last year that you know it's it's come to the end of the year and there was no plan with these funds this decision was made before the needs assessment was available and now it's the end of the year and the funds haven't been allocated and they could have been used for these nonprofits um I mean like if I, it would be still be disappointing but even as a transition year you know to give them that some funding instead of just carrying these dollars over when there was no plan at all as to how we were going to use them. They were reallocated, and now they just sit. And that's a real bummer.
0: All right, Danielle, Cicely, thank you for thank you for the 2022 fiscal year presentation. And, and let's let's kind of talk about uh, what, what 2023 looks like. Partly what Dan is saying is how we how we as an advisory board kind of create our agenda for next year. It's good to, to understand kind of what the expectation of of the funding sources are going to be for 2023. And then, and then we'll move into kind of how we view us as part of the part of a solution um, related to these funds going forward.
5: Um, maybe Danny Walters. Um, yeah, as, as I had mentioned, um, we are still looking at utilizing these funds for street outreach, for sheltering, and for um, really that that piece of assistance in helping to to get folks from the streets and into housing. And that looks, you know, it, that that kind of can take a variety of of different looks. Um, winter sheltering is also going to be a critical a critical piece of 2023 moving forward too. Um, the city did put out an RFP for winter shelter services and we did not get any responses for it. So it has fallen back on the city to, um, to administer. So we wanna make sure that we're administering it to the, the, the greatest extent of being helpful to the folks that are utilizing it. Um, we plan on within the next couple of months, um, you know, looking more at that 2023 piece and and getting it settled as we are digging deeper into that needs assessment and and figuring out kind of where our where our focuses need to go. This is
0: this is Chris Coart. So, it is kind of the expectation you said earlier that. There's 2023 had another allocation of about $800,000 approximately. Um, so is the expectation kind of our starting point is a very similar funding of the similar organizations is kind of our starting point for 2023? Or, or is there another process where people are gonna have an opportunity to show the city um, how they can participate in, in the initiatives that the city has as it relates to these fundings, this, these funds?
5: Um, this is Danny Walters. I, I, I would anticipate it. I would anticipate us looking at the categories and looking at who is providing those services and moving from that spot, that spot on. So, um, there are, we are looking at some different funding opportunities for some other enhancements to some other programs and that might, that might change. Some of the some of the funding needs, um, as as like I said, as we're looking through that um, needs assessment, I know I know one thing that's that's popped up in that needs assessment, and really in the community, is a need for family sheltering and family services for those that are homeless. So I think that's going to be something that that we're going to be looking really strongly at as well.
2: This is Assistant City Manager Brandon McGuire. I might. Uh, jump in and add a little bit um, from my perspective which is just that what we're working on um, and we're doing this in partnership with the county and with the um, the service providers um, within the continuum of care it what we're really working on and talking about is is development of the capacity within our homeless response system capacity that is severely lacking to meet a need that you know through our strategic planning process was identified as one of the top three most important things um, to this community, to the Lawrence community, um, and so uh, with eight hundred thousand um, dollars, and you're talking about sheltering and outreach and um, rapid rehousing, it, you know we we really need um, many times that amount, and so um, I I think you know to to set the expectation um, that there may be um, substantial funding available for um, other types of programming. I don't think is a fair expectation to set. And I, I do wanna be clear that um, it's very likely that um, outreach and sheltering is going to um, pretty easily uh, eat up the vast majority, if not all of this $800,000 in 2023. Um, and so, and I think it probably could have in 2022, but we we had committed to leaving some funding available um, in order to try to be more immediately responsive uh, following this, the receipt of the um, uh, KU uh, needs assessment study. Um, and so I do think that, um, you know, the, the way that we'll go about spending these funds in 2023 Um, will be pretty similar Um, it's a procurement basis as opposed to a grant basis Um, so you know on a procurement basis the city through our assessment and our um, strategic goal setting identifies what sort of services uh, we we need to procure in order to make progress on those goals and we go to market through a competitive solicitation or through a sole source vendor agreement to be able to um, to purchase uh, those those services um, and so, you know, very likely continuation of our sheltering and outreach agreements and trying to also build some additional capacity where we have um, pretty significant gaps in our, in our service provider community.
1: Daniel B. Smith here. I just wanted
4: to chime in. I feel like so far, um, you know, talking about 2023, um, there's been a lot of discussion of, of the uh of the, the work that is proposed or, or the, the issues and the organizations, um, the initiatives that, that are potentially going to be funded. And for us, um, or at least I'll just speak for myself. For me, I, I certainly don't need to be sold on on any of these things. You know, I, I've, I've slept at the, the winter shelter. Um, I, I've, I've done a lot of that, a lot of that work. Um, uh, I think I think for us, the big question isn't so much uh, what's going to be funded uh, where the city sees that the money going and, and more about the process and, and where we fall in the process. Um, you know, I would, I'd be more than happy to, you know, advise anybody to support the winter shelter effort or, or similar things, but, um, you know, just talking over the, the potential funding and the, the potential allocations, um, you know, I'm not hearing any part in that process for us to, to give input or, um, or, or have a, you know have a meaningful impact so i'm just wondering uh as opposed to this this year um for 2023 how are how are we expected to be involved um you know all of us are are volunteering our time to 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 do this work and uh i'm just curious what what sort of impact we could have uh how our our uh input would be would be utilized this
0: is chris koan chair um I, I, I would agree with that. I, I do have so one of one of our, part of our role of, of in our ordinance and our bylaws here is to ensure that the funds are being used appropriately, right? And and I don't disagree that the, the programs and the things that have been funded with these funds have merit and support all of those items but it is pretty clear as to what these funds should be utilized for this one third allocation to special alcohol and drug abuse. And I view that we can move on to agenda item two because there's, there's no vote or anything um, for this, but uh, I, I do think there's somewhat of a role for us to ensure as a special alcohol tax advisory committee is to ensure that some of these funds are being utilized within the ordinance that has clearly been specified um and funding of these these particular programs have merit but is this the right place for these funds to be taken from or is this is should this be utilized in a different way because of how clearly it states what these funds would be used for and like i said the ordinance is very clear we're not following the kansas statute as it relates to the usage of these funds we've written our own Um, But from the very beginning of this, that was one of the first questions we have is whether the ordinance supports the usage of this. And is there an ordinance change that's going to occur as it relates to this? So yes, yes. How are we moving forward? And I do have some ideas as it relates to this, especially what what our ordinance speaks to. Um, Maybe it's the bylaw. I don't remember which one it was.
3: Chris, Um, I just wanna say, add like, you know, we, we have the ordinance that says, it's, its goal is that we don't have to follow the state ordinance, um, but I was looking at that and it's it's pretty similar. It's not a lot it's different weird. either. It's it's because the state ordinance is confusing. Like yeah. there's no yeah. distinction between the three different things. Um,
0: so this is great. I, I agree. It's very it's yeah. very similar. It's probably a little bit more broad as to what we are what we state as a city is going mm-hmm. to utilize. But I agree, 100. They're yeah. very similar in terms of usage. The, the core of what the funds are supposed to be used for mm-hmm. in our ordinance is very similar to what the
1: can stack yeah. states.
0: So, before we kind of go in, so if do we have any other questions or con- questions for, for Danielle or Cicely to about the, the 2023 use, 2022 usage, or kind of what the intended goal is for 2023 funding, and we can let them go if they want to, and we can move on to agenda item two. Chris, I. Yeah.
2: If I may, I might um, offer an observation.
0: Sure, absolutely,
2: Chris. Okay, thank, thank you, um, Brandon McGuire, Assistant City Manager. I do want to say um, to to the point that the board members are making about um, uh, the appropriateness of the of the use of these funds. Um, I, you know, we are we are compelled by law to use these funds. Um, appropriately. And so if they're, you know, when the city commission uh, was considering this, the decision to use the funds in this way, um, you know, before uh, that decision was made, um, you know, we we had legal review to make sure that it is an appropriate use of the funds. Um, I don't have a written attorney opinion um, to show you at this point. but. Uh, if our city attorney um, had any concerns that this was an illegal use of the funds um which i believe is the board members concerns then um certainly we, the city commission would not have been advised that that this is an appropriate use of the funds um in fact we would have uh, cautioned them against doing that so that we're not in violation of our own our own ordinance um so that's not to you know discredit um or to to I, I guess shortcut any discussion about how the funds can be used. It's just to say that, um, you know, I, I would have grave concern if we did have a policy or law violation, uh, w- within our budget and the city commission was, um, misguided in making that decision about the use of these funds.
3: Brandon, could you help me then? Um, cause I spoke at commission a while back and asked, and I think I've emailed and asked to hear like what the legal review, like the city attorneys say about this. And Mm -hmm. I was told that they did not, the commission did not request for an attorney to review it um, like what after my request. So not previous to the funds being used, but um, recently. And I think in that context, somebody, if that had happened, it would have been cool for somebody to say we did review this and this. These are the findings.
5: Yeah.
3: Um. So could you help me connect those two pieces? Um sure. The the comments that it wasn't reviewed, um, and that they don't need to review it.
0: This is this is Chris, but but Brandon, Before you have a chance to, if, do we do we need Danielle or Cicely any 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 longer? Um, because we don't want, to, if, if they don't have to stay on the meeting, we'll let them kind of scoot out. Um, we can call this agenda item number two and, and kind of close out agenda number one.
2: Great. The, the only other thing I would say, um, and just while Danny's on, she can confirm this, that uh, you know we could we could bring our so so when we prepare like an RFP, a request for proposals, um, or some sort of so, you know, competitive solicitation like that, um, there's always going to be a scope of work. Uh, involved and so we could um, review that and Danny's team could bring that forward uh, for the board's review and feedback uh, prior to a solicitation um, uh, for the 2023 funds. So I just wanted to offer that um, while Danny's still on, she can confirm that.
5: Yes, we can absolutely do that. To review the RFP language? Yes. Okay
0: this is Chris Gore, Chair. Uh, I, I don't think from my perspective, I think there's a difference between whether we can legally do something and whether the, the core of the, of the law states that. And, and 2G of our ordinance allows a pretty broad usage of those funds. So from, I'm not an attorney, but from a legal perspective, I think you could get there pretty quickly to say this, we are within the law to spend the funds as, as it states in the ordinance, but just by 2G, because it is so broad and catch all. I think appropriateness still goes back to our, how are we having a direct tie to the services that we're providing in the usage of these funds? Mm-hmm. I think that's the core of 2A through F, is direct services, direct services of prevention and intervention. Mm-hmm. Um, so that to me is more about the appropriateness of it. it, it it's not legality of it. It's it's. Mm-hmm the appropriateness mm-hmm. and, and adhering to kind of what the core of what these users fund for direct intervention and prevention. So,
3: and, you um, know, Chris, I think we forgot or and if you guys don't think this is relevant, that let me know. But um, it wasn't just the use of the funds, but the loophole of you can bypass the advisory board if the funds are used by a city department. And that was my first hang up on this because I strongly believe that when the ordinance says city departments, it's being specific, it's specifically referencing the city departments um, that are listed in the other ordinance. It's not saying like just any city department, you know? Um, So that was the other legal piece that, that I was concerned about. And I totally forgot about in this yeah. conversation but I just want to throw that out there and um, also when I asked Bingaldi there was some mention of well we'll just re, we'll just change the ordinance you know so I'd be interested in what that process looks like how an ordinance is just if it doesn't serve what the commission and city staff wants you just change it like is there a process around that you know we could go to public comment whatever but it just seems like
1: this unethical. is casey to there are several advisory boards who have worked on cha- recommended changes to their ordinances
3: mm-hmm.
1: if that's what you're asking mandy so
3: we would be involved in that process
1: it, i believe the email that you're talking about with commissioner finkel that was
3: okay. his point was that the if the board um believes there should be changes to that ordinance, the board mm-hmm. is certainly within your purview to draft recommended changes to that ordinance. And in fact, this board had been working on some recommended changes to language in the ordinance. So mm-hmm. that was my interpretation of the email that you're referring to. Mm-hmm. This yeah, is our, our ordinance changes were outside of the context of the new information. We did that before the funds were switched to homelessness. So we tabled it.
0: This is Chris Gart. I yeah, that's right. We It was more of updating language in the ordinance to speak more to current language as it relates to the alcohol and drug abuse, as opposed to um, the process of, of advising the city commission on the usage of the funds.
3: This is Casey Toomey, agreed. Um, I was simply trying to illustrate the process would be the same.
0: So one one thing I was noting, this is Chris Carr, Chair, um, to mandy and, and dan's point about the process and us moving forward and what our role is with the with this these funds um you know the ordinance 9726 does say give us the, the quote-unquote loophole about the usage of city funds but kind of section c 3c says that we would that we evaluate the use of city funds by recipients and report to the city commission on any such findings and determinations as the board determines appropriate. That doesn't um, split the funding that just speaks to the usage of city funds. As it relates to these, it doesn't say like in, in 1a what we've advised, not counting the money that the city departments are using. So I do see based off of this charter that we have a role and responsibility to review the usage and and the reports that that these funds have been utilized for and and provide our same annual report to the city that we normally would on on the appropriateness of of the usage of these funds as it relates to the city ordinances. It doesn't give us, it doesn't kind of go back to where we initially had. It's more, like Dan said, more post-mortem of. Hey, were these used the way it's supposed to be used but i do think reading this the word is 9726 um we do have some responsibility moving forward on on, on reporting and and a kind of evaluation of the, of the funding the usage of the funds That's and then i would also ask you know all board members here as a let's Let's find a way. You know, looking at the strategic plan. I know Mandy spent a ton of time reviewing the strategic plan. Um, where we fit, um, how how we view ourselves fitting into that strategic plan, uh, kind of in a forward thinking way. I don't, don't want to be postmortem. Um, we want to be part of a solution, and and it's hard to be part of a solution on a postmortem basis. So um, maybe at the December board meeting, we 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 have some items from the strategic plan. And we love staff's help as well of of, you know, where where they view this board um, fitting into the strategic plan as well, because um, it's not always just us throwing stuff at the wall and say, hey, we want to do this. You want to do that. Maybe, maybe there is a role um, that you guys see us playing in a, in a more forward looking way um, to be part of a solution.
1: maybe i am mean. well, sorry i have heard and if this is true that's fine but i've heard that there's going to be some major restructuring of advisory boards too and what and they're working on that but does that mean we can't have any input on it or i mean if this board is not is going to be dissolved or or absorbed into other boards then fine but um Yeah, I I mean, I don't want to waste time saying, trying to figure out what our role would be if if we, I mean, if if somebody else has another plan and our input isn't going to be important. Does that make sense? (laughs) I mean, do we have input in what our future of our board or well, what else we can do to help with the city in in our quest to help with drug addiction? You know, is it what can we do? What it, what input can we put in and suggestions that would be actually listened to?
5: Uh-huh.
0: This is Chris Gohart, Chair. I, I think that's a very fair question. I think um, before we ask the volunteer board to put in more time and effort to find out whether what our role is for twenty twenty three, um, I'd ask staff like. Is, is, is there an intention out? Is there an intention that this for 2023, that this board would be absorbed by, by other boards or these, the roles and responsibilities of this this board would fall on someone else?
3: Yeah. And, and that's sort of been ambiguously communicated too. So, you know, it's like, oh, we're going to do a board restructuring or board consolidation, whatever. And, um, but then it's like, when are we really, we don't know. So it just really makes it hard to be forward-thinking and um, proactive.
2: This is Assistant City Manager Brandon McGuire. Um, any work that uh, the staff would do, so so let me actually back up. So advisory boards really fall within the realm of the city commission. Um, the city staff obviously we serve as liaisons. We try to, you know, help provide administrative support for the boards and some subject matter expertise um, to assist with your work. But uh, advisory boards and commit and committees really fall under the city commission's purview. So, um, any work that we would do that the staff would do on um, in developing uh, recommendations or changes to uh, the advisory boards would come in the direction of the city commission. Um, so, they have not. Uh, The city commission has not directed any of that work at this point. I know like Casey mentioned a couple minutes ago, several advisory boards have taken it upon themselves over the last year or two to look at their own authorizing ordinances and uh, proactively make recommendations to the city commission um, about their um, kind of their scope and their purview. Um, uh, But uh, in terms of the city commission making any specific directions about, about changes to any advisory boards. We've not received that yet.
3: So. Are any of those boards that have made these recommendations um, comparable to our situation that we could look at their their like model our activities after theirs, if they've been successful?
2: Um, uh, Assistant City Manager, Brandon McGuire. I think the two that come to mind immediately are the community police review board, um, which I would say is probably not you know a comparable function, comparable purpose. Um, and then I believe the this, this sustainability advisory board, you no, know, Human Relations Commission um, has done some of that work as well. Um, that may be somewhat comparable and making recommendations about um, uh, if city changes to city code and city policies um, around uh, around um, like like housing housing discrimination issues and other types of um, discrimination issues and how to, pr- how to protect against those uh, for our uh, protected um, populations.
0: This is Chris Coart, Yeah, I watch, I think I watch every commission meeting, <laughs> unfortunately, I like to, <laughs> I like to consume all the cities and yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm usually one of two that's watching every, every one of these things. Um, I, I've seen a lot of the boards make those make the transitions or or make some proactive changes. I think the difference in those boards and ours is ours is fully contingent on a specific amount of funding and then once you cut that funding in its entirety, the advice that we're supposed to be providing has also then been um, mitigated by by a significant amount just based off of what our what our role has been. I mean, I I think we could very clearly make a change to our city ordinance. The ordinance by cutting out the the one line that gives you uh, some some loophole and saying other than city internal city funds um, departments. And and then that puts us right back to where we were previously, where we're part of the process and helping determine and wh- whether it's an RFP like it was in the past in a grant or a procurement process it's still on the front end, and helping advise, you know, who's the right people to be um, moving the needle as it relates to um, homelessness, specifically in the, the drug and alcohol prevention side of things. Um, otherwise, I think you're, ch- you're changing the, the entire core of, of what this advisory board was, was built for. And you're kind of starting from scratch as to what, what, what our defined role is. The other ones are just kind of a slight pivot but they weren't dealing with funding. They weren't dealing with funding. It's just different um, advisory that they're providing, not not necessarily an allocation perspective. So, um, I mean, we happily go back to looking at what our, our ordinance is and, and updating the language as as we previously had proposed um, to to make it more current, um, what, what the terminologies are and, and like eliminating that one section that has city use, uh, city department funding. Is anybody have any, Dan, you have any anything you want to speak to as it relates to moving forward that you haven't already um, conveyed? Uh, Dan, not, nothing, nothing's used,
4: specific but i I do definitely agree that you know in addition to being willing to accommodate the city and try and you know make um our role in the process easier fit in with the you know scheduling i'd also like to agree that like i I, um I, i would be interested in you know potentially talking about revisions to the ordinance um you know we we gently do have the the clause surrounding the what is it 30% 30% for uh treatment or recovery. Um and it's never really been um a, a stated goal of this this group to actually discuss whether or not we feel like that 30% is you know what it should be. Uh, you know, we we just that uh, we that were given, um, you know, do I personally feel like that is is where that funding should should go. That thirty percent, or do I feel like, or do I agree that the housing is more of an important issue? I feel like for me, that's really kind of outside of my role on this advisory board. Um, you know, I'm just essentially trying to fulfill the the stated uh, the stated goals of, of the ordinance, um, and if the city wants that ordinance to change. You know I'm, i might not even be specifically opposed to that but um i think a lot of the the question marks and uh you know ambiguity is really what's just throwing us for a loop as far as uh not being sure what what the point of our our uh, convening is um but uh i think i think we're all you know open to having the discussions to to move things forward um ultimately i think we just want to see the this this funding be used but uh in a way that is that is strategic and has has positive impacts for the community, um, but I don't have any other specific inputs. I'm, I'm just uh, curious to see curious to see what some some concrete next steps could be. Um, also, uh, I'm not sure how many of this, the staff are still still on, on the call, uh, whether well, some folks have popped off, but of course, like. Um, Always very appreciative of, of the staff's time, and I also like to throw the staff that I, I realize that Brandon's co- coming into this uh, this new role where things are changing, and I have seen a lot of that at the uh, municipal level. Uh, and I know that those transitions can be difficult, so we appreciate you, <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, so I just think trying to um keep, keep things open, um, to potentially you know changing or being modified, you know, I don't think any of us. Are, are dead set on keeping things 100 the way they have been in the past if that's not working or if you know or if there's evidence that that's not what's best for the community if, there, if there's you know clear evidence that the funding should be used in a different way you know i think that we can incorporate that into into what we do um and still still be involved in the process um or you know if there is uh if if, if the honestly if the, the the board were to be absorbed or, or dissolved um you know those if, if we if we agree that those things are are best for the community that's that's ultimately i think what our our focus is so um just trying to make it clear that that we're not trying to hold anything back or prevent anything positive from happening if, if it can be really shown to us that um whatever change is being enacted is actually what's
1: what's going to be best.
0: Chris Gord, I, I would agree with that 100%. Said. Dorothy, you have anything further as it relates to kind of discussion of the role of the board going forward?
1: Basically what everybody said, I mean, why are we meeting if we don't have anything that to advise or we don't have anything to do? I mean, if they want to give us some uh, different duties to take care of like before uh, suggesting allocations for the funds, that's obviously gone away. If they want to give us other kind of roles, then fine. But um, otherwise, I mean, this is only my third meeting and I feel like, well, (laughs) you know, there isn't much going on. (laughs) And uh, I just also want to say, I think it's, uh, I think the homeless problem and Fixing people is very, very important. I mean, this is really a, a crisis that we've had, and not just in Lawrence, but all across the country. And um, I just feel like, though we also have to, re- and and I know that resources are limited. That's the sad part. But we also have to remember that we, ha- we can't, well, a friend of mine did an analogy of a uh, We can't just keep pulling people out of the river. We have to figure out, go upstream and figure out why the heck they're falling into the river. And um, so, you know, the prevention part, I'm not sure in the past how much you did in prevention. But to me, the prevention part is to work on programs that keep kids in the beginning to even start having drugs and having alcohol problems. And uh, I know, I wish we had all the funding that we could, that we wanted to do all that stuff. But I understand that sometimes the most important thing right now is saving those people who are homeless. So, but I just want to know why, what we're going to do. Yeah. (laughs) And how I can help.
0: (laughs) Great. So at this time, um, I think we can shut the, be done with the agenda item two. Um, the only thing I would ask if staff is kind of a couple things, what Mandy's question about um, her, her, when she spoke at the city commission meeting um, her, her the what was conveyed to her was that a legal review had not been done on this. I'm just making sure that we follow up on, on what Mandy's question was initially on that and um, to and maybe I'm missing another one, but I'd, I'd kind of like to staff's opinion or of, about what I was mentioning about uh, ordinance 9726 Section 3C as it speaks to our our role still reviewing and evaluating the fund, the usage of those funds. Um, that that are part of this one third uh, special alcohol tax. Um, fund, state funds um, and uh, is there anything else that I'm, I'm missing that, that we would ask of staff for the next meeting? Nothing. Okay, so uh, move on to uh, public comment. So it's just an opportunity for anybody in the in the at at City Hall or or on Zoom to make public comments in any of the. Uh, agenda items and a public comment will be limited to 3 minutes per person. Do we have any anybody on site or on Zoom that for, for public comment? Chris, we do
2: not have anybody in uh, in the room and nobody else on Zoom.
0: Okay. So we'll we'll close public comment at this point and move on to the third agenda fourth agenda item is calendar and our next meeting is scheduled for December 16th at 8:30. Uh, Does anybody have any objection to to leaving that as December 16th um, or or canceling that one as it currently is scheduled?
3: As usual, I'm reluctant to give up any meeting opportunities um, because they're hard to get.
0: Or think, Dan, any any objection to leaving as is?
4: Neil B. Smith, I, I have no objection to that. I, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but in general I I, I make these things work. So
1: <laughs> I put it on my calendar so I don't schedule something else. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, well I, I, I agree with Mandy that I'd I'd rather keep it on and if we have to. We have to adjust it as we get closer. That's that's great, but I do think, you know, I, I'd really like to become armed with maybe by then we have an idea of, you know, if the city commission is making a recommendation to to consolidate some um, some boards, and if that's the case, then you know, we'll make the appropriate adjustment as it relates to to that meeting. Um, but if, but if we don't have anything, what I would I would definitely like to talk about is maybe revisiting, Mandy. Do you still have all that? The previous language we we were proposing for the city ordinance, probably revisiting um, that.
3: From when we, like way back in May, but, or yeah. a million years ago, that stuff, yeah, yeah we still have that somewhere.
0: Okay, yeah. maybe we, re, we revisit that at the next meeting and then speak to kind of anything further in that city ordinance that we might wanna to, to look at. Um, so we can be part of a solution and forward looking um, and helping the city as part of the strategic strategic plan moving forward, and making sure that Dorothy's point, where we have something that we're responsible for and we're doing it, and we're not just volunteering our time to to, to talk to each other. We can probably do it without a you know public forum if we want to. So
3: <laughs> sounds good.
0: Do we have anything from anything from staff that any final comments or, or questions that you have for the for the? this advisory board before we adjourn? I'm, no, none from me.
1: None from me.
0: I, I appreciate Danielle and Cicely's, have I been saying your name right, Cicely, if I said it? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> thank you for, for your time today and the presentation and, and the work you've done in within the city and, and allocating these funds. It's definitely valuable and, and all of us believe that homelessness is an important thing to fund. So we appreciate what you're doing. And Casey, thank you for, for putting up with us all this time. And, and um, hope you get a little breather or something, it's not just one work on top of work. And, and Brandon, welcome, we're, we're happy to have you and, and looking forward, hopefully in the next couple of years, having some very good conversations about strategically how, how we're moving the city forward with what the city's plans, city commission and city staff's plans are. Yeah. With that, I'd, I'd make a motion, or entertain a motion to adjourn. i do that right on Robert's Rules Order.
3: Mandy Enfield, so moved.
0: Dean L.B. Smith, I will second. We have a motion and a second to adjourn. Um, any objections to adjourning? Hearing none, uh, we'll adjourn the City Commission uh, Special Alcohol, Alcohol Tax Advisory Board meeting at 932. Thanks
1: everybody. Thanks y'all. Bye.